I, I don't need him. Amen. I created him. I can take him anytime I get ready. I just wanted to see if you'd give him up. Amen. He don't want your eyes. He just wants you. Amen. Sometimes he has to take us through perilous times. Sometimes it's on the mountain. Sometimes it's in the valley. First Kings chapter 19. We know these scriptures here because it's the standoff between Ahab and his false prophets of Baal and, and, and Elijah. We know the story that when Elijah come to them, he said, your God's just a God of the mountain. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I found him my God in the valley. Y'all don't get quiet on the preacher tonight. I found him in the deepest, in the darkest times of my life. Amen. When I was needing the Word, I was looking for Word and everything else. I was trying to listen to all the preaching. About two years ago, Sister Pimple, on my YouTube, on my phone, I was, if you look at my history on there, it was every preacher that I believed in. I was wanting God to speak through that man of God. And He'll do so. I believe that He's given us preachers. He's given us pastors. He's given us evangelists. I want to tell you there's something to be said when you're in that valley and He's the lily of the valley. And that still small voice comes to you. Amen. Anybody heard that still small voice? When you want to give up. I know there's a saying out there that says when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot in it. But I've been no loathing knot. I've been down there where the little fringes is. is unraveling. And I'm trying to sew things back together. And God's just wanting to speak to somebody. And I believe tonight... God's wanting to speak to somebody. 1 Samuel chapter 19. You see, see it tonight. I want to read uh, quite a few uh, verses of Scripture. 1 Kings chapter 19, beginning with verse 9. The Bible says he came thither to a cave, and he lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Why are you here? Why are you here? This ain't where I told you to go. This is not what I told you to do. And Elijah said, I've been very zealous, jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, slain thy prophets with a sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life. To take it away. I want somebody to know tonight you're not alone. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, breaking to pieces the rock before the Lord. But listen, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Amen. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle. And he went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou, Elijah? He's asking the same question again. Well, preacher, it's not got any better. God, it's not changed. I'm in the same place because you've not changed things. Maybe God wants you to step out in faith. Anybody say amen. amen. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and he went out and stood in the entrance of the cave and behold there came a voice unto him. 
What dost thou hear, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God. How many times have we prayed the same thing over and over? Because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with a sword. I, even I, am only left and seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. Jehu the son of Nishmah shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elijah the son of Saphat shall you anoint to be prophet in thy room. We need to start training up those, amen, to take our places and our positions in the army of the Lord. Is there any saints in here that can say man tonight? And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hathiel shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth the sword of Jehu shall Elijah slay. And yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. There's still people out there that wants to serve the Lord tonight. A lot of times, sisters and brothers, we get alone. We get in times I've been there. I've been there, Sister Wanda, where I said, is anybody else preaching an infallible, unadulterated, unwavering Word of God? You hear this, you see this, you speculate that. And though there's a lot of good men like the late B.H. Clendenin that's passed away, there's still preachers out there that's preaching a, a good doctrine of a Bible. Amen. Can you say, man, I want to preach tonight on this. He'll do it for His name is on it. He'll do it for His name on it. Will you pray with me once more tonight? Dear Lord, I always confess I'm nothing God but clay. Lest You mold me and speak through me tonight with the power of the Holy Ghost. We believe, God, You're not dead but alive. Lord, sometimes we're down to nothing. You're up to something, God. And I ask for You, Lord, to touch us, anoint our ears, our eyes, our heart to receive. God, not let it be just a, a repetition of religion that we came to the house of God, but we leave here. We leave here with a word, a still, small voice spoken in our spirit. God, that we can make it, and there's a reason for where we're at. But if we don't stop, Lord, if we go forward, we can have victory in the name of Jesus. I give you honor, glory, and praise for tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. He will do it, for His name is on it. I'm not familiar with the actual book and chapter and verse, but Paul says in the New Testament, in one of the 13 books of the Bible, he, he's speaking, and he's speaking to a church on biblical doctrine, and then all of a sudden he says at the end of that chapter, he is faithful and he will do it. I love that scripture because it's taken and in the context that it's in, it does not seemingly want to fit there. It doesn't seem like when he's setting things in order in the church that that scripture, Brother Ray, should even be in that chapter. I wish tonight that I could remember but the Holy Ghost just brought it to my attention that He is faithful and He will do. What, what will He do, preacher? He'll do whatever you need Him to do as long as 
inside the will of God. Amen. We can't pray in sin and we can't desire sin, but we can pray the will of God. And He is faithful. Amen. He's not willing that any should perish. For some of you mothers and fathers out there praying for that problem. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. Amen. All come to the salvation and knowledge of the Lord. Can you say amen? He's not willing that any should be sick because the Bible says that He went into certain cities and He, because of their faith, He healed them all. Come on now. There was other places in the Bible that He couldn't do a work and the Bible says He had to stomp his feet off and, and go out of that town. And he talked to Elijah here, the protege of Elijah. And Elijah seen so many victories you wouldn't imagine a man of God that could slap his mantle on a, a, a body of water and it opened up and he walked across. He, you wouldn't imagine a man that says, Ahab, you have the power to kill me, but I believe I can come face to face with you. Tell your old lady Jezebel, y'all get all your false proper liars together. Bring them down here. We're going to have a bonfire. We're going to see who can call down fire from heaven. The Bible says he stood there and he looked at not just 450 prophets of Baal, but if you look in the first Kings chapter 18, Brother Josh, you'll find out there was 850 prophets of Baal. And you could find that when he done that, he looked and he said, I will cut up these bullets. I'll cut up these bulls. And, and you lay yours on the altar. I'm going to stand over here. And the, the Bible says they got out there and they began to dance and they began to shout. And the Bible says they called on Baal and Baal did not answer. We know that they cannot answer. An idol cannot answer you. A Mercedes can't answer you. A house can't answer you. You better put your faith in Jesus tonight. Can you say amen? You better call on somebody that's still alive and still sitting on the throne. The Bible says that none like sinners would do, and they begin to cut themselves. And to the Bible says blood started gushing out on them. Amen. That's what that devil wants you to do tonight: is to turn on one another and turn on yourself. One of the greatest weapons of warfare that the enemy has today is not so much drugs, alcohol, and sexual immorality, but it's hug. Uh, is killing oneself. It's suicide. Suicide rate, sister and brothers, is higher than it's ever been before. I remember, I, I recall about two years ago, one great preacher that had been all over the world preaching the gospel, had a church, I, I think it was up somewhere seven, eight hundred people, been there, they built it from nothing. And he woke up one day, he had beautiful children, and he woke up, and the Bible, and the story goes of the news said that they found, his wife found him. I'm talking about men and a, a woman in their thirties, and that man had put a gun in his mouth and killed him. In everybody's vision and everybody's vision to looking at him, he could have said to be quiet, Adeline. Come on now. Be quiet, Adeline, before you get a spanking tonight. 
That's what he could have said. But the story goes on and says that that man pastoring this great and large church, he committed suicide and he had his own blood spill out. Come on now. Oh, you look at his life. We can look into people's lives today. We can look into people's lives tonight. You can think by what they drive, by what they wear. Come on now. That they got everything they need, but there's people out there are suffering. Come on now. Because they put their faith in things. Come on now. That cannot heal them, cannot deliver them, and cannot set them free. The Bible says Elijah went and he called down fire. He said, y'all done all that. He said, y'all stand to the side. I'm going to rebuild the altars unto God. Can you say amen? I said, I'm going to rebuild the altars without with to God. We can't have a move of God without altars. Come on now. First and foremost, there must be a prayer going up on that altar before there's fire come down on that altar. And he prepared the altars. He told them, he said, y'all go get all the water you want. Pour it all over. He, he said, take barrels. Pour it in a tributary. Pour it around the altar. Soak not only the wood, but soak the sacrifice. There's an old Pentecostal saying today, Brother Ray, that says, if this don't get your wood to burning, or if your fire to burning, your wood must be wet. But I can tell you, I've been in services where it was dry as cracker juice, and when the fire of God falls, it doesn't matter who dampens the wood. Can you say amen? The Bible goes on and says, there was a man named Obadiah. I'm trying to build a foundation. I want you to hear what happened to this man Elijah. The Bible said there was a man named Obadiah, his family, and he feared the Lord. He, he was a good man. Come on now. He served the Lord. And while Jezebel was trying to kill prophets, he took 50, he hit them out in caves over here, and he took another 50, and he hit them in caves over there. And the Bible says every day he took milk and bread, and he fed them. And they had cattle. I want you to understand that they're in a famine right now, because God has told Samaria, He's told uh, uh, He's told Jezebel, He's told Ahab, I'm cutting out the rain. You want to serve Baal? It's just to get dry around here. Death is coming. Come on now. When you turn your back to God, death is coming. Do you understand it? But the Bible says Obadiah had those prophets and those preachers, those men that still preached the infallible Word of God. And the Bible says that he took them, hit them out, but they had cattle. They had oxen that needed to be fed. But everywhere those prophets went and they had hid out in those caves, those cattle, they survived. There was green grass and they were water. You can look over here where Ahab's crops was. You can look over here where Ahab his cows at and their skeletons and bones. There's something, ladies and gentlemen, to be said about serving God when you ain't got much in the physical to serve God about. Come on now. Your brook is dried up. 
water. He said, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it to the man of God. I want you to know tonight when you've done all you can do and you still serve God, the barrel is not going to run empty. Come on, say amen. And the oil of God has never run dry. Now this man has seen all this, Sister Ray. This man's called down fire and he said, you feed me and you won't go hungry. Amen. On moles of lots that treadeth out the corn. Come on now. Take care of the man of God. Take care of the house of God. And you won't go without. Come on, say amen. This man gets to a point that God has said, look, if you'll go up on Mount Horrible, I'm going to give you a revelation. Now, I want you to understand because I'm about to preach something that makes people nervous. I'm not talking about a new revelation. I'm not talking about anything that changes the Word of God. But we've commented on it before. We've talked about it before. Everything Jesus did is not recorded in this one book. This book is not big enough. Come on now. I'm not going against the Word of God. He puts in Genesis 1 in the beginning, God, just to give Sister Wanda and Brother Philip a place to begin to read about Him. Because the world ain't big enough for God's book. Come on now. The world, the world ain't big enough for everything God done. Come on, say amen. So He says, I'm going to take you up here and I'm going to give you a fresh revelation of the Word of God. Somehow or another, He sees these things taking place. Do you hear me? And the Bible says He went to the edge of Mount Horeb. Now Mount Horeb, I want you to understand that there's something to be said about doing every single thing that the Word of God says to do. Come on, say man. It's more to just showing up to church you got to lift your heavy hands to a holy God while you're at church because he says those who worship him worship him in what? Spirit and truth. Come on now. We're not the graveyard. We're alive, well-oiled body. Come on now, a warrior in the army of the Lord. We're the church of the living God. Can you say that? And he goes there. And sometimes it's like me, sometimes it's like others. We look around, Sister Andy, and we think, well, my family could be no further away from God. It seems like the more I pray, come on now, anybody in here? Is there a mama in here? It looks like every time I get closer to God, there's something else comes. And Elijah says these words, Sister Ray. Oh, am I the only one that's going to serve the Lord? You know what? Jehovah Jireh's answer to him was, he said these words, what are you doing here? Come on now. When we begin to think of the shape of this world, come on now. Woo, y'all get quiet on me now. We get to thinking about the gas prices going up fast. Come on now. We begin to think that we used to get a whole 
buy a buggy of groceries for a few dollars now. For a few dollars, you can't even get a gallon of milk. Come on now. You look at this present state of the world. You look at Bible-believing churches that all they can do is barely keep the door open. Come on, say amen. You look at this world and you see babies growing up and mom and daddy. Come on, say saying don't put female, don't put male on their birth certificate. When they get old enough to talk, they can decide what they are. Come on now, you can see lesbians in the pulpit. You see homosexuals on the piano. Come on, say amen. You see unholiness in a place of holiness. Come on now. You see people clinging to that which is filthy and abstaining from that which is godly and it'll put you at the edge of God's plan. Come on now. And God said, get up the mountaintop. I want to talk to a man of God. I'm wanting to talk to a woman of God. He said, I cannot go any further. Everywhere I go, I lay hands on somebody. I call down fire, but my spirit and I am in the same shape. Come on now. I know what it's like to be Elijah, sister. I know what it's like to be Elijah, brother. To go to house and preach heaven down. Go back home laying a bed of tears. Come on now. Because God ain't moved on your behalf. And you think as you ride by on Sunday evening, you pass 13 churches on your way home and none of them having church. And you think are you the only preacher in Choctaw County? Are you the only preacher in Washington County? And the only answer you can get when God answers you again. Is why are you still here, Elijah? Elijah gives them the same answer. Brother Pearson, sometimes God gives us the same answer because we praying the same old me, oh my, sad prayer. We got our own testimony. Oh, I barely made it by by the grace of God. No, you say tonight you are overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You didn't barely scrape by. Come on now, you walked into the enemy's camp and you take back what the enemy has stolen from you because God gave it to you. He didn't give it to him. Do you hear what I'm saying? What are you doing in this present state that you have seen fire fall from heaven? That you prayed for the widow woman and the orphan and their prayer sister people has come to pass and God is saying I'm getting ready to speak on your behalf. I'm getting ready to tell you something. It's going to enlarge your territory. You're going to do more for me than you've ever done before. See, God likes to work when we think we can't work for Him. Come on, say amen. Oh, y'all get quiet. I'm going to preach anyhow. The Bible says that He was in a cave. And right before 
there's an outpouring right before the Lord moves. The devil likes to employ all his demons. Come on. And the Bible says there was a storm. The wind blew. And as Elijah stood at the opening of that cave, he could see just a little bit of light. Come on now. Have we ever said, if I could just see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel? Now, come on now. If I could just get through the day, I'm going to make it. I could just get back to the house of God. I might mean, I could just get this bill paid. If I could just get this pain in my body gone. Come on now. And Elijah seen the rocks come down. And God said, I'm not in that wind. Come on now, that's from the enemy. I'm not trying to kill. I'm not trying to steal. I'm not trying to destroy. But I'm trying to get you alive and life more abundantly. But you're going to have to get out of the cave and get up the mountain. Can you say it? The Bible says the earthquake came. God said that. Yes, listen to you. can bark and he can growl. Come on now, but I still break the teeth of them. God, I'm not in that earthquake. It says it begins to rain. See, that devil likes to give you false hope and pull the rug right back out of you. Come on now, for some of you, you've seen your kids, you've seen your loved ones, you've seen your health get a little bit better Then the enemy comes in and punches you in the gut. Come on now. And you say, look, that was false hope. I want you to know who the sun sets free is true indeed. There's not going to be a question. When God moves on your behalf, He's going to break the chains of the devil off your children. When God moves in your body, He's going to heal you. Come on now. He's going to take that weeping may endure for a night spirit and he's going to give you joy in the morning and it's going to be joy unspeakable and full of earth. See, the thing about getting up Mount Horeb is this. This is the same meeting place for Abraham, Moses, and Elijah and they all got revelation of God's Word. First of all, in the beginning was the Word. Abraham, I want you to want me more than anything. The revelation of the whole Bible's lady in general. Do you hear me? I want you, Adam and Eve, to want me more than anything else. The revelation of God's Word. Do you hear me preaching in here? Moses goes up this mountain and he says, I'm going to give you the do's and don'ts. Revelation of the Word. But now he has a word for Elijah. And he says, it's not you. I have a few thousand in reserve. Don't you ever try to count my army. Come on, say amen. We know David got in trouble for counting the Lord's army. Come on now. Don't you ever count. Come on now, those Israelites. Don't you ever count out a few good men in China. 
I got a few good men in Demopolis, Alabama. I got a few good women in Geiger that are pre-heading now. Don't you think, preacher, you're all alone. But when you get up that mountain, I'm going to give you direction. The church, what we don't have today. Oh, we know to come to God's house. But we need a word of revelation. Can you say amen? Preacher, I read this book for myself. I'm on now. If you, I, I believe that. I understand God, and I believe daily uh, prayer or daily daily reading of Your Word, personal reading time. I understand that, but there's something about. When a man or woman of God has got on horror, got up there in the face of a burning bush, do you hear me? Come on now. He can fly and he can send down the fire. Oh, Elijah, you've been seeing God move in so miraculous ways. You need to come down. Everything ain't like a rushing and mighty wind. Come down and listen to what I'm saying. Oh, now he's saying, I'm going to put people in your path that if you will listen to me come on now and if you will preach to them the infallible word of God Romans 10 and 14 says how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him who have they not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher come on now you might want to lift me up on Monday morning. You might want to lift me up on Tuesday because God's taking me every day and saying, Brother Philip, oh, get out of the cave and get up Mount Hawk. Get in that study because I need to speak to you that you may speak to them. Not on me, oh my, we barely got by, but you're overcomers by the blood of the not dead. Can I preach to us tonight? The church ain't dead. We've just been hiding out in a cave. Y'all get quiet. You ain't dead. you just been hiding in a cave. See, the devil, if he could kill you, you'd be dead. Come on now. That's the first thing he said. I came nothing else but to kill, to steal, and destroy. And when he can't put his hands on you and take you out, come on now. He's got a battle on his hands. If you ever find out that you're more than an overcomer, you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. When you begin to say, I, I pray that maybe I need to change up what I'm praying. I'm praying on me, oh my. I need to start saying, God, you said you blessed me in the goings and the coming. You said you blessed me in the field and blessed me in the city. Oh, now I got people counting on me, God. And I believe your word to be true and every man to be a liar. Somebody needs to start listening to the still small voice. Listen to the preacher tonight because I didn't get this off Google for $39.95. I got it from the throne room and somebody needs to know tonight to put that mantle over your face. Don't worry about the wind. Don't worry about the earthquake. Don't worry about the flood of the enemy. 
Amen. Because God's going to take you up home and speak to you again. The Bible says in chapter 19 and verse 13, And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and he went out and he stood in the entering of the cave. Come on now, when that devil sees you making a move, that's when he's going to send everything your way. Oh, you know what? God answered him the second time. Sister One, it's so plain. It's so easy. It's so elementary to read over what we need to hear God saying a lot of times. Come on. We make salvation complicated. We make sanctification complicated. We make the baptism of the Holy Ghost complicated because we like to read so much into it. But this word right here, it can live in children's heart. Answer Elijah got a second time. You're still in the same place, son. You're still worshiping me the same way. Come on now. Revival Worship Center, you still sing one song. Come on now. You got a limit of five amens to the preacher. You look at your sleeve. Come on now. You're still in the day. Y'all get quiet. I preach this way all the time. I'm on saying that. Preaching tonight because it's the Wednesday night call and I can get away with it. Come on now, won't run nobody off. Come on now, you was here before me, you'll be here after me. I understand all that I'm preaching this to give you a revelation of the word. Why are we still standing in the same spot? Won't we get up the mountain and get in the face of God? You're worried about being alone. And I've got men in front of you if you'll do the will of God. If you'll follow the Word of God, I'll supply those needs. And one of the greatest things about this man of God is in his depression, God wasn't even focused on his depression. Come on now, the only way that you can take your be taken out of the kingdom of God is by your own hand. Amen. Elijah has done seen men and women of God cut themselves until they die. Elijah, I can't do nothing with this broke spirit. You're going to have to get out here. Come on out in the light. Come out of the darkness into my marvelous light. I'm going to tell you, he's done told him about Elijah in the chapter before, Sister One. He's forgotten that the one thing he needs to do is just walk in the Word of God. Go up Horeb. I'll take care of everything. Get in that church. Get grounded in that church. Get in that prayer closet. Pray past O'Meal night. And get in the presence of God and get a revelation from God. How many times, church? How many times we get in prayer? Pray for my children. Pray for my church. Lord, heal me. Amen. And the phone rang. The kids. Come on now. And we run back in the cave. Come on now. 
burning bush. There's an altar up there. Hallelujah. Abraham, you left me an altar up there. Come on now. Woo, hallelujah. The Bible says that Moses looked into a burning bush, but it was not consumed. It's still up there. You just got to get back up there. Elijah, that word just wasn't for Moses. Preacher, that wasn't just for bitch. Well, Philip, you can have that alone. You got to get in the face of that same burning bush. For when you get in front of the people, your face glows with an anointing that'll break yokes. Come on, say man. And the Bible says he went up on that hill and he heard the word of the Lord and he started walking down the same path. God sent him down. I want you to understand it ain't a change of church that's going to fix your problem. Maybe another church will help you alone. Get the word of God. Come on now. It's not a different preacher. It's not a new King James. It ain't a new living translation. It's just the infallible word of God. Come on, say man. And we get in that word. We'll walk as men and women of God. And the Bible says he come down the road and he seen a young man named Elijah. And he was pushing a plow. I love the word of God. Brother Ray. Because there's significance in him pushing that plow because any man that put his hand to the plow and turneth back is not fit for the kingdom of God. My God, I love preaching on the anointing. There's something significant about the Word of God because Elijah is going to look at Elijah and say, here, here is that same thing that got me through. I had to put that FO, I had to put that covering over my eyes. You know what it was? It wasn't a piece of cloth. It's so much as what spiritual happened. He had to get in his prayer cloth. I gotta take my eyes off this world. I gotta take my eyes off how bad my kids is acting. I gotta take my eyes off my finances and get my eyes back in the presence of God. If you recall, I'm preaching on that piece of cloth for a minute. David had one he called for the FO. And while they tried to stone him, they wanted to take him out. He looked and he covered his head and he said, Shall I recover all? The same God, the same revelation for me and you. And Elijah said, Here's that mantle. You're going to need it. That mantle was a representation of a man of God. Oh, he said, Elijah, you're going to need it because you're going to come to a river that you can't pass over. You're going to have to slap that water. You're going to come to a little woman who can't make ends meet. And preacher, you better be able to lay hands on that house and them. See the glory of God. Elijah said, I'm going to start going everywhere you're going to go. Yes, Sister Mona, you go to church on Wednesday night. I'm going with you. Because I see a glow about you that this world didn't give. And this world can't take away. Now, I'm going to pull up on that church property and I'm going to begin to pray because I don't want Brother Pickle to think he's the only one. 
serving God and believing for this church. Come on, say, y'all get quiet on me. I'm preaching the gospel tonight. Come on now. And Elisha has told these words. He said, the price is too high. Turn back. And Elijah said, I'm committed to this thing. I've seen you do too. I've heard you. Come on now. You're the kind of man that your stories went before you. Come on now. You're the kind of man that they talk about in Mississippi and Georgia. You're the kind of man they know about down in Chaco County. They heard about you in Demopolis. God doing a new thing. God giving a revelation. God stirring the fire. A man that can call down fire. A woman who knows how to put the FO over her face and pray. I'm on say, man. God said, if you'll go that direction, I'll put in your path who you need. All you need to do is hear that still small voice. Notice now. And on Elijah's way out of town, he told Ahab, go and look. And it ain't rain here. I know to fill it then. Well, you're crazy, man of God. Be careful. Be careful. What a woman of man of God speaks. Look, he said, ain't nothing coming. That said, the time that servant come back and said, I seen something way over there. Yes. The size of the man's hand. He told that app, he said, You better get in your chair and leave. Because there's coming a one to us. Hey, Ab, you better go tell your Jezebel. Come on now, what's going to take place here? Is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We need the rain. We need the rain. We need that latter rain. Oh, you want to know what you need? Tonight is to get a revelation that though this world is going to hell in a half basket, the church is going up. Hallelujah. And we're going to see the face of God. Come on now. Oh, hallelujah. But in the meanwhile, we can get in the presence of God. Oh, I don't know about you, church, but I believe God's doing something in this area. I know I'm not the only one preaching the gospel. Come on now. I know I'm not the only one in this area that you from God. But I come here with a message to this church tonight. There's Elijah's in front of you. There's men and women of God in front of you. They may look like they were right now, but when they meet the man and woman of God, they're going to hear something from heaven. It's going to forever change their mind. They're going to put their hands to the plow and they're never going to look back. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to change the mind. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to infect this world with the blood of Jesus. Amen. We need the rain. So I can tell you, church, we're living in a time. We look around. They drive by houses. Come on now, they ain't late to work on Monday. But they ain't even thought about Wednesday. 
Come on. Preacher, you watch what you say. I'm just saying. That boss man tell you, don't be late, you not late. I'm dragging in. The man of God's having to tear it around. Come on now. He's done been up there and he's walking down that path and he's got a word from God. He needs to have somebody in front of him to hear how will you hear without a preacher. Come on now, say amen to me. This thing get real. Because God said, y'all have good economy. Oh, man, I gotta tell them it's just to get dry. Well, now you have a dollar and fifty cent gas. Now you're paying near four dollars. It's getting dry. Come on now, you have a little savings account built up. Your interest. Come on now. Oh, interest rates was low. Come on now, it's getting dry now. Do you hear what I'm saying? But God's saying, I'm getting you ready for the rain. Come on now, because that behind every great famine and behind every great drought in the Word of God, there's a move of God that'll change a nation. Oh, now if it changes a nation, it starts with me and you. And if it starts with me and you, it's going to rain in your house. It's going to rain on your children. It's going to rain on your grandchildren. Oh, Lord, we need the rain. Oh, send down the rain, Lord. We need the rain. Will you stand to your feet here tonight?